Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We're going to discuss God's will, part two, council meetings, episode. (laughs) Yeah. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break down the episode so you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan here with the effervescent ever ready to teach (laughs) the enthusiastic, the commentating machine. Yeah. Known as Pastor Joel Sukowski. How you doing, Pastor Joel? I'm great. That was initial a lot of fun. thought, initial thoughts. Fire away. Let's hear them. It's refreshing and convicting to see Jehovah work the way He does. I think it's cool. We talked about. I think it was last season, the manifestational gifts episode. In the Malk podcast, you asked me essentially what's a way that we can practice working with the Holy spirit. Yeah. And I went through a list of improv stuff, man. That was so, that was so not spiritual of us. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at it's coming back. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here's, here's Jehovah. What we see is a council meeting is how he makes decisions. Man. Not only at the huge level of what do I need to do in order to make this plan of a righteous bride to interact with for eternity to happen, but we saw he does that even with smaller plans within that plan. Like, what is it going to take to get Ahab to go to Ramoth Gilead so he can die in battle? Mm. God's doing council meetings all the time. Every decision he makes, he's running it through a council. So it kind of and it kind of gives you some insight in what's happening during a council meeting is a lot of impro- improvisation. Let's talk about an idea. Let's flush it out. How would that work? Oh, I have an idea. What's your idea? I'll do this. That sounds like a good idea. It's all agreeing and moving forward until Jehovah. Well, not until it, I mean, it continues to be agree, agreeing and moving forward. Jehovah picks the, the plan that is going to work the best. And he makes the decision, mm. which is really what makes him such a loving and caring God. He takes that responsibility on himself as it, as it matters to accomplishing his plan. We get to be a part of it, but yeah, it was pretty incredible. So I, I think it was cool how the improvisation reared its head again. I like that. Yeah, man. I'm just curious how, like, that every decision that Jehovah's making is through a council, you know, like, and other people are deciding, other people are coming up with ideas, and he's choosing the best idea. And, you know, the, and I'm just curious, like, what this whole thing looks like, like how fast are these things happening yet? This guy says this after this manner. And this guy says this after that manner. And it's just really, really, really interesting to me. Do you think that we will, when we die, we get to sit on that council or we, or we witness that council? What do you think? Yeah. I I mean, I think so. Well, well, I think we'll have a clearer picture of what it looks like once we're in the New Jerusalem. But I think depending on the agenda item is going to determine how long it takes, how many meetings it's going to take. 
Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if Jehovah knew ahead of time how long his plan would take to be accomplished, but I, I truly believe humans are hindering the speed of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's like, I think we, we have this thought that because God, these traditional views of God being all powerful. Yeah. The omnis, right. What's that look like? God snaps his fingers and something just happens. So it shouldn't take time at all, but that's magic, Mm. which is unjust. And it defies the laws of nature. God doesn't defy the laws of nature. He's supernatural, not unnatural. Yeah. He multiplies the fish. He doesn't just make you not hungry. Yeah. There's not something out of nothing. It's, I mean, he did that in creation. But ever since, everything that we see today is an effect of what was created back in those early six days. But this is what I'd say. What's this, what's this look like now? It looks like the same thing when we make, when we have council meetings. I don't think Jehovah is doing anything much different than that. You have a meet, you have a project you want to do. You call people to that project. You pitch the project to them. Sometimes it takes a bunch of meetings before you get moving. I think it depends on how complex the project is. Yeah. There's small projects that God's working on that may take only one meeting. Like it looks like this one with Ahab did. But I wonder how many meetings are happening throughout history in an effort to really accomplish this really big plan Jehovah has. And I would say every little plan Jehovah's doing within every little project he's doing within history is in an effort to facilitate this ultimate plan he has for a righteous bride to interact with for eternity. But here's what I'd like to, here's really what I think we can get a good insight of what this looks like. Jehovah is the leader of his council. Yep. When it comes to him accomplishing his plan. Yep. We are all a first cause. Yep. And we're called to rest to give God that rightful place back. But the ability to rest, the ability, the authority to cease from being the occupation of, of a first cause implies that we are the leader of our soul. And really, if you think about what salvation is, it's me saying, well, I'm going to do what Jehovah tells me to do, but it's still my decision. Jehovah gets the credit, but I'm responsible. I'm responsible for my own soul. Yeah. So, what this looks like, what would it look like to have a council meeting? It would look like me recognizing that as it relates to my own life, I am the leader. Nice. Yep. And when I make a decision, I have the opportunity of either doing it unilaterally and not getting any input, or I have the opportunity of imitating Christ becoming more God-like, being more in the image of God, not becoming God, but being more righteous and just like him by calling a council meeting 
to me before I make a decision? Do I have a group of people that I can call to my side to flush out ideas on how I accomplish the things that I plan to accomplish? And ultimately, what we've seen, and this is why so many of the earlier episodes are important, Jehovah, through his Holy Spirit, has made himself accessible to every believer. Meaning this, I can call Jehovah to any council meeting and he will show up. That does that's different than Jehovah has his council in heavenly places. I'm not saying Jehovah's calling us up to his council. Right. I think we get an example of Micaiah being able to see it. I think there's other scriptural passages that we see prophets and people being translated and transported into these heavenly places. Yep. Yep. So I would say unless you're being transported into the heavenlies or through prophetic visions or something like that, saying it's possible. But what I am that that's not happening for everybody. What does happen for everybody or what is possible to happen for everybody at any given time is because Jehovah speaks into my conscious brain by his spirit, I can call him to give me counsel Mm -hmm. in any decision I'm making. Be great then if he was called the counselor, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Boy, that'd yep. make a lot of sense if he was it called sure the, would. Ca- the counselor. Yeah. But you think you know the throne? We we can we have access. We can go to the throne of grace. Where really, what we're doing there is inviting Jehovah into our being to give us counsel and help in time of need. That's what it yep. looks like. We're calling every time we do that. We're calling Jehovah into a council meeting. Now, Jehovah also said to Adam, "It's not good that man should be alone." Jehovah shouldn't be the only person on my council. Mm. He, I should have him, and at least I would say at least one other person. Mm. And what's the ultimate version of that? Would be a marriage, right? Oh, totally. There's there. There's your a council would have to at least be three people. Yeah. And the ultimate version of that would be Jehovah would be one of the three. And, and, you know, it's really interesting. Morgan and I talk about this a lot. But I tell you what, in my marriage, I really do see myself as the leader. I feel responsible (laughs) for for our marriage. I feel like God's going to ask me, how did you guys do? Long and before a, he asked Morgan. Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> no, I, he'll ask I, you, how did you guys do? And yes. he'll ask Morgan, how did you do? How did you do? Yeah. Morgan. How did Morgan do right. to Morgan? Yeah. But God asks me, you know, asks me, how you doing with Morgan? You know, yeah. like, how are we doing and what's going on? And actually, the more we grow in our marriage, the more I sit there and go, no, 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 I want her to be this wise counsel for me you know the way that god's made her brain is that when she's wise counsel i receive five thought you know oh, five yeah. five more from her so and creative. the I, yeah and those ideas like yeah where could we go what could we do 
and as time goes on, I was just, we were, I was just talking about this, um, this weekend, I think where I was like, it's so funny how often I feel like, you know, you put me in the, in that role to decide where she's like, I don't want, I don't want to decide. I want you to decide. And it just is always keeping her safe. And so she feels, she feels that safety in, in that. And I am so excited because it's like, well, what do you think, Morgan? What are your thoughts? What are all of the places that, what, where could we go and what could we do and what could we eat? and What could we see? And blah, blah, blah. And she just will kick out all these ideas like crazy. And I decide. Um, and I do, I think that that's a beautiful picture of what that marriage looks like. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful picture of, of, I think what the bride and Jesus is going to be right. No, like that we are going to be able to throw out all of these options and, you know, we could be like, well, whatever you say, Jesus, we'll do. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, he's me like, what do you guys think? Yeah, what do you guys think? How what do you, you like want to do? That? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. What would you like to do? So, do you think that people are more likely to be to be um, the leader and on a council, or or a, you know, the leader or a council members? Because we say that. That if you're the leader, like Jehovah, then you're deciding. Yep. But there's a responsibility to hear all of the ideas. And then there's people who are on the council that their responsibility is to give ideas. And, but they're not responsible to decide. Right. Right. Do you feel like there are people that generally are one side or the other? Yeah, we had a really good teaching about this from... Deacon Andrew Mincheski, we've done interviews with him. He did a long teaching on the difference between a king and a wise man. And what we learned now, now we're taking a a big picture perspective here, generalizing humanity. And one of the ways I could, you could say this could be an aspect of, of a, a variable of the uniqueness of a person, right? So we've seen the motivational spiritual gifts are the uniqueness that God the Father has created in the womb. There's other variables that we teach when we help people through restoration at, to determine their uniqueness so that they can grow in this confidence in who God created them to be. And one of the things people tend to be, generally speaking, more naturally a leader somebody who is going to more naturally care for people want to get people in the right spot want to want to progress projects forward and then there's generally another group of people tend to be either that or this wise man side where these are people who would rather commentate or give ideas or even share what they think is bad ideas or, you know, mm-hmm. cut away the, the chafe and not necessarily um, be the, the person making those decisions. So, so we do see a generalization of people tend to be one side or the other. And, and it is a way we can understand who God created us to be more. And a, a great picture of this is you and me. You're mm-hmm. definitely a leader or a king 
you're a guy who generally speaking, just based on who you are, no, and what I mean by generally speaking, I'm not accounting for the different roles that you play in everyday life, where in some positions you may have to be a wise man. You may be the person not in charge. You may be the person just given advice, depending on what job you have or what relationships you're in or what projects you're working on. But generally speaking, just naturally, you, Jonathan, are a leader. You want to get people in the right position. You want to get people unstuck. You want to help people make progress. And generally speaking, I want to be a wise man. I want to be the guy coming alongside a leader, being in the background, just explaining things. And the burden on me is to be able to help you make the right decision. The burden on you is to pick the decision and own it. And now it's my job to give up control over that. Mm -hmm. And it's your job to be open to other input. Mm -hmm. So that's a big, so I, I do think generally speaking, people fit in one side more naturally than the other. And, and where that can be difficult is there's roles that, I mean, you did for years when you were my associate pastor, you were in a wise man role. Right. The number two of an organization, right? Where yep. I'm the one making the dis owning the decisions of Musical Life Church. You're my associate pastor. And likewise, I was in the number one position in the church, owning the decisions when I'm more naturally suited to be the number two in an organization. We've actually joked many times how Musical Life Church is really the only church that. <laughs> I would ever be the number one in. And it is because of how teacher centered it is. But that's something. So the point being, it's important to understand where I fit naturally just to grow self-esteem, but also because it helps me be more intentional based on the specific roles that I'm in. Yes. Because when, especially when I have to step into a role that's the opposite of what I naturally want to do. Yes. Because somebody who tends to be more of a leader, if they're in a position where they're called to be a wise man, can get it could really be really easy to get frustrated when a decision's made that they don't that they don't believe in. Yep. And then vice versa, somebody who's a better wise man, but is in a leader position, maybe a little bit too timid and, and figuring out what, what should I do? Yeah. And what we've seen the greatest source of damage that can happen in this context is when either a, a wise man or a leader, whatever side you're more naturally gifted in tries being both. That's the biggest danger, right? In any context. Yep. That's Jehovah it. doesn't even do that. Yep. And that's the, the, that is the causal issue behind Solomon's demise. Nice. You want to know what Solomon's demise was? It all comes down to he was trying to be the leader and the wise man. And he's a great example of how you can be the wisest man on earth and still need wisdom from others. Totally. And that was because he's in a position, he's king. 
like, but he's the wisest man. And if you think, okay. And so if you think about it, God tells Solomon early on in his reign, you know, don't screw around with other women. They're going to turn your heart away from me. Yep. If he had a council around him, then they wouldn't have needed to come up with that idea. They could have just reminded Solomon yep. and maybe there were people, but around him saying, even if this? there were, he wasn't listening to him. Yeah. But yeah. That, but but remember it, that, like, remember this, yep. I know that you're, that you have more wisdom than Ooh. me, but you're not wise enough. So, so when it, when's the mark after, after five wives and 10 concubines, then it's like Solomon, you sure six wives is going to help. Right. Like after like a hundred, like clearly whatever <laughs> is this insanity. Are you trying right. to get a different, re- you're, like you're trying to get a different result. You're doing the same yep. thing. Yep. Yeah. That's like, so that's where humility comes in too. So the leader needs to be humble to be open to the input. Yeah. But they also need to put themselves in the position to get input as well. Yeah. And that might be happening a lot in the churches. You have pastors who are at the top that's of a it. pyramid Yep. and they may be humble crying out for people to help. But they don't have if they don't have anybody to give them wise counsel, they're still on an island by themselves. Yep. And that's brutal. It is. It is. So we need council meetings, right? Okay. So can you give us a uh remind us about the the loose side and the strict side? Yeah, this is all about decision making. Nice. Strict side decision making. Jehovah just does it unilaterally, meaning by himself without any input Mm -hmm. a to b one step snap your fingers food appears on the table the looser freedom side is you can't understand it anyways so we don't hold ourselves to any decision making process which just makes us make worse and worse decisions as time goes on and so one of the short rules to say to find out if you're outside of the conjunctive is if you didn't talk to anyone before you made the decision. Which that was you a can't, final. You yeah. Can't, yeah, you can't explain your decision, yeah. which would be the freedom side. Wait, how did this thing happen? Wait, how did that happen? Right. I don't know. It just happened. There you go. You're on the freedom side. Yeah, that's great. So that was uh, when we first learned about council meetings a few years ago at Music of Life Church. One of the big one of the big points we all walked away with is we have this question now that we can ask people that's going to really help get down to like diagnose the problem behind some of the decisions we're making. And it's like, basically you've free reign to ask these people that you're in fellowship with when they make a decision, who did you talk to before you made that decision? That's really one of the tips for applying this topic is to apply that to myself first. Who did I talk to before I decide something? And then that's a great question to ask my friends when I'm looking out for them. Mm. When I see them going, you know, a lot of times we ask that question in response to something having had happened already. But call a council meeting and your your decision-making process is going to improve immediately. Awesome. So 
Can we play the connected doctrine game? Sure. How do we connect this doctrine, God's will part two council meetings to God's will? Yep. That's the direct connection is council meetings are literally how God makes decisions in accomplishing his plan. Yeah. These are, yeah, these are pretty easy connected doctrine games because it's just blatantly, we are blatantly talking about God's will, how he does things. So, but that's a good thing to remember though, is council meetings. So we, in part one, we talked about three plans. We talked God's will. He accomplishes things through individuals, groups, and then ultimately through church and marriage. Part two, council meetings was all about how God makes decisions mm-hmm. within accomplishing his plan. Nice. Nice. So let's look at the three categories that you talk about in with the church related to self-esteem well low self-esteem people tend to just not want to make decisions i don't want to be responsible yeah and uh that's why you a lot of times they're blaming other people for their lives going crappy because they're looking externally for their source of happiness and source of confidence anyways so that when they do feel low it tends to be other people's fault. The mid self-esteem is people who they're, they've taken control, but um, still haven't, still haven't taken the, the next step of giving up control. And it's great. We need this step, this mid self-esteem step. We need to be in control before we can give up control. But the, the end of this, this step, this group of people is the more I take control, the more I'm making decisions without input. Mm. So taking control, getting in control is a good step, but it's ultimately meant to help a person be able to then give up control. And that's what we yes. see with the high self-esteem people. If they've they've given up control, over needing to be the person who comes up with the ideas. They still own the responsibility, but they're open to other input. Where the people in control, that mid-self-esteem, they may be damaged from when they were low self-esteem, and they may have a hard time hearing input from others because of the damage they've experienced. So they think the best thing for them to do is just to, to only make decisions based on their own ideas to ensure their safety, which makes sense. I understand that, mm. but there's nothing better than, oh, I mean, council meetings are amazing. That's actually one of the things we joke about at Musical Life Church, Kimberly, because we're very teacher, coach, coaches, trainer centered. Mm-hmm. We love having meetings. Nice. Let's have a meeting. Nice. We need to talk about something. Let's have a meeting. We love, why? Because we love commentating. And that'll be, that'll be one of the first, the first things that are is said in the meeting. Who's running this meeting? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Whose meeting we, is this? Why yeah, are whose we meeting here? is this? Yeah. Who's, who's our leader right now? <laughs> who's our leader? And yep. what's the agenda item? Exactly. What are we talking about? Yep. Amazing. So finally, can you remind us once more what the ultimate answer is? 
The ultimate answer is God makes his decisions through council meetings. The decisions that he's making in order to accomplish his ultimate plan happen through council meetings. I'm, I'm, I'm jacked for council meetings. Yeah, man. It's so so cool. we need to, so we, if we want to make the right decisions, if we want to make decisions in a conjunctive, we ought to be doing that through a council meeting. Yes. So what's the difference between me? Let's say I'm deciding whether or not to have lunch now or later. Do I need to have a council meeting for that? No, I would say that a, a big number one thing is is uh, is the decision you're making unprecedented. Is it something mm. you've never dealt with before? Right, right. Is it a new plan, a new project? But yeah, I've had that. Well, do I need to call up my friends to ask what shoes I'm going to wear in yeah. the morning? If like, I should use the bathroom right now? I would say if you're not sure what to do. Yeah. Then yeah, that's a good measure if you're not yeah. sure. And honestly, and one of the things as I'm thinking about it, because I've 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 had that conversation is um do you know the right thing to do? Right. Yeah. And you know, I mean it's it's good to talk to God about everything. The yeah. more the more sharing, the better. So the more yep. we're sharing, the better it's gonna be. And I do think that God cares about what shoes you're going to wear. I don't think he's going to turn you away if you ask him. No, be like, really? I, yeah. You know what Pastor Eric said to me? This fits a little bit. He said this to me yesterday. Someone he was counseling likes to argue. Okay. He's a thinker. And, and Pastor Eric said to him, Jehovah likes to wrestle. <laughs> and I laughed and just like, you, I like, that was such a really cool effect, really effective and efficient way of explaining Jehovah's desire to interact with us. Yes. He can, he won't get offended. Yes. He can handle you. Yes. And I think that goes from the spectrum of, Jeremiah being distraught and angry to Jacob wrestling the angel of the Lord. I'm not letting go. Yeah. To, I don't know what shoes to wear today. Nice. Yeah. Jehovah wants to interact with us. Yeah. And I think when we show him, we want to interact with him too, over all this stuff. I think he gets jacked over that. Yeah. And I think that the more the more sharing we can do over time with the people on our council, yeah, or being on the other other people's council, those that we have fellowship with, the better. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.